Welcome to the Lovish Podcast, a practical weekly podcast centered on mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Now, sis, I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Before we hop into today's show, I just want to offer a quick warning that there might be a couple of trigger words at the beginning of the episode. So to just be mindful as you listen today. Hey girl, how you doing? Low key, this week I wanted to totally sing you an introduction, but it it sounded kind of crappy, so I had to scrap it. (laughs) I'm just here as me. Can we accept me today? Is that enough? Okay, good. I'm glad that it is enough for today's episode. Anyway, truly, take a moment and check in. How are you feeling today? Any tension anywhere in your body? Anything that happened just before you push play for this episode? Anything that you are stressed about, worried about, thinking about? How do you really feel today? What is your focus today? What's on your noggin? Take a minute. Settle down. Breathe in deep. (sighs) One more time, girl. In and out. Just take a second. Thank God for his Ruach breath flowing through your body. This is totally not the way that I intended to start this episode, but I will never pass up an opportunity to encourage wellness for other people. Today, we're talking about undiagnosed and diagnosed anxiety and depression. Now, if you live in the United States or Even if you don't live in the United States, um, anxiety and depression diagnoses are pretty common. So this episode is under the assumption that you already know what it means to have a diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder or major depressive disorder. But just to take a moment and um, clarify some things. Just in general, anxiety is excessive worry. That's the simplest definition, the easiest way to clarify that. And then depression is a low or depressed or sad mood that is pretty persistent. And it also shows up as a loss of interest in activities or things that you typically enjoy doing. Um, One thing that's super important to note is that anxiety and depression really manifest very differently depending on a person's uh, personality. And so in our black and brown communities, we don't tend to recognize anxiety and depression as easily because we have this picture, maybe based on movies or something, of what it actually looks like. But I would argue that there are a lot more people that are walking around struggling with anxiety and depression that don't realize that it's anxiety and depression. 
So some ways that anxiety can show up, it can look like excessive worry, but it can also look like irritability or a person being really snappy or even anger. And then depression can show up in the same ways. It can be anger. It can be sadness. It can be um, indifferent. So a lot of people view depression as uh, one picture of like someone who's stuck in the bed all day and doesn't really want to do anything. The curtains are drawn. They're not really feeling like much like, yes, that could be a picture of depression. But another picture of depression could be that friend that sits next to you in the office every single day who's pretty indifferent about a lot of the things that happens around them. So maybe they're telling you stuff with a monotone voice or just sharing information and it seems like they have no emotions that are tied to it but ultimately they could be having feelings of hopelessness or helplessness so depression and anxiety both show up in very different ways for different people I also want you to know that there are different levels to anxiety and depression. There are mild diagnoses, moderate diagnoses, and then severe diagnoses. And so those mild versions could be just an anxiety attack or excessive worry um, that is minimally displayed. And then a more severe attack could be a full on panic attack where a person then begins to avoid certain things that are associated with the panic attack. And in terms of depression, we know that the mild version of depression could be like what we described, the indifference, the mood swings, like the lower depressed mood and just kind of an indifferent mood. So mood swings in the sense of like a low mood, indifferent mood, low mood, indifferent mood, maybe just tiny sparks of happiness here or there. But consistently, there is a generally low or depressed mood. And then on the higher end of that, there could be um, thoughts of suicide or death and dying. And to be clear, when we say this, a lot of times people think like, if you're suicidal, that means that you have the thought that's like, oh, yes, I am suicidal. And in reality, having suicidal thoughts can be passive or active. So what I just said is an active version of suicidal thoughts, but there could also be a passive version of it where your thoughts are about death and dying, although not specifically about how you would do it. So just a little bit of education there before we talk about wellness for anxiety and depression. Again, this is not therapeutic advice, please go and see a therapist that is licensed in your state, sis. So the very first thing that I want you to be mindful of when we're talking about wellness for anxiety and depression is to know your triggers. You have to know your triggers and plan for them in advance. It's just like when you have a toddler and you take the toddler outside of the house, you plan for things to happen, even though you don't want them to. 
So you might pack a change of clothes. You might pack some snacks. You're going to probably pack a bunch of extra pull-ups, etc. Can y'all tell I got a toddler? <laughs> No, but realistically, you have to know your triggers and then plan for them. Because I know we like to pretend like our triggers don't exist, but realistically, they do exist and they will come up. Half of the frustration is pretending like you're okay. So we got to stop faking the funk for social media. Be real about where you're at so that you can get some support. And support could look a lot of different ways. There is no shame in saying that you struggle with anxiety or that you struggle with depression. That's one of the reasons why I believe that the Holy Spirit led me to share at the beginning of 2021 that I have a diagnosis of major depressive disorder as a therapist. Now, historically, you know, in the world of therapy, it's considered kind of taboo to share like a lot of your personal um, story. And I don't, I still do have boundaries and I don't want to share too much about my life. But in the same token, if the Holy Spirit tells me to share something, then I have to be honest about it. And honestly, it's been so freeing to not have to pretend on the days that I'm struggling to be real about that on social media and be like, yeah, today is not one of those days where y'all going to catch a nice looking perfectly lit and filtered picture is just not one of my most viewed videos on my Instagram page was where I just showed up one day very vulnerable and talking about how I was getting through an episode that I was having that I had gotten triggered that morning but I was still showing up in my office to do work with my clients and when I do work with my clients, that's one of the things that can pull me out of um, a depressive state or a depressed episode or depressed mood, however you want to say it. So being honest about that allows you to actually get the support that you need so that you can navigate through the episode. If you have never been to therapy, I'm going to say it for you, baby girl, go to therapy. If you've been to therapy and you didn't like the therapist that you ended up with, I'm going to say try again. There's no shame in trying again. You got to try until you get a good fit. But you have to do it. That's the bottom line. You have to go to therapy so that you can learn your triggers and then you can manage your triggers. The thing about it is we want to try and just act like things are not happening. And that's where we struggle the most. Again, for a moment of honesty here, as I was about to record this episode, I got triggered by something and I wasn't in like a depressed state or anything like that, but my mood was brought a little bit low. And with that in mind, I was like, okay, I still got to press through and I got to do the episode. But the Holy Spirit was like, girl, you got to process them feelings. You got to get them feelings out. You can't hop up on the mic and try and show up and tell people, how to practice good wellness for anxiety and depression when you are like on the verge of crying or feeling all of these feelings. So I had to throw on some worship music, let myself have a little bit 
like a little crying session and get it all out, process my thoughts and my feelings and let the Holy Spirit calm me down and refocus me so that I could be able to 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 sit on this mic and to pour out and give to you. So being honest about where we are, understanding our triggers, and then along with going to therapy, work through the trauma. It's not going to be easy, but work through the trauma. And when I say trauma, it doesn't have to be some big major thing that a lot of us tend to think it is. It could be something that's a small trauma, but it's still a trauma. Nonetheless, work through the trauma and include God in the process. The example that I just gave y'all, that's a real life example. And if we're being honest, you know, again, I tell y'all, I feel like if the Holy Spirit tells me to say something, I'm going to say it. So I'm on the mic. I low key didn't want to (laughs) say that I was struggling before this episode, but I got to be obedient. And I don't know how that's going to bless somebody that's listening to this episode to know that it was a bit of a struggle for me. But I pressed through it with the Holy Spirit and got through it. So as you go to therapy, I know you might be dreading it. I know you don't want to talk about that thing. I know you don't want to bring it up again. But I'm telling you, girl, that's how you're going to step into your purpose. That's how you're going to be propelled into the space that the Holy Spirit wants to use you in. You have to confront the trauma. You have to work through the pain. You have to look it dead in the face and overcome it. Because first of all, God created us to be overcomers. So I'm just putting that out there. If you include God in the process, it's a little bit easier than when we try to do things without him. Next, I want you to allow yourself to be human and go through the experience with grace. You are a human. Humans experience emotions. If you take nothing else from this episode, I want you to take this. It's okay to have a human experience and feel all of your emotions. I'm going to say that again. It's okay to have a human experience and experience all of your emotions. It's okay to feel anger. It's okay to feel sadness. It's okay to feel joy. It's okay to feel defeated even for a little bit. All of these emotions teach us things about ourselves and about the processes that we go through in life. So with that understanding, I want you to know that it's safe to take off the cape. Allow yourself to be human and go through the experience with God with grace. Going through with grace means to... Really just acknowledge the state that you're in and acknowledge that you need to make provisions for the state that you're in. So you have to do things that contribute to your wellness. What I mean by that is if I am trying to get on camera and record a video or I have a big presentation at work or a big Zoom meeting, but I don't acknowledge the fact that I just had a massive fight with my husband and I don't allow myself to cry, 
that is likely going to come out in the way that I present myself. Even if it's not coming out in tears, maybe I'm extra snappy at my male boss. So we have to go through with grace. We have to acknowledge where we are. We have to stop trying to sugarcoat things or always say that I'm fine. Being a human means that you go through the full range of emotions and you're not fine all the time. And that's okay. You weren't created to be fine all the time. Pain is a signal that we need to do something different. We have sensors in our fingers because when we touch something hot, we need to move our hand back. If we never had those sensors in our fingers and we touch something hot, we could do serious damage to our entire body. So pain is a signal that you need to do something different, that you need to pause. But it's okay to have all of your feelings. And we have to stop pretending that it's not okay, because when we do that, then we close off understanding other people's human experiences. And that contributes to us feeling like we're alone. That's one of the big, big things that this podcast was started for, to open the door for more authentic conversations, because we've got to stop hiding. Hiding does not help us to grow. And I mean, it doesn't help any of us to grow. Making provisions looks like if you have that meeting at 9 a.m. and you can afford to push it back an hour and that's what you need, then you push the meeting back for an hour. It's not about rushing to try and just get the meeting over with. You have to actually pause and allow yourself to process your feelings and for those of you that may not know what I mean when I say process your feelings. Um, Of course, you could always look it up on Google, (laughs) but I think I'm actually going to do an episode on what it means to process your feelings, because processing your feelings could look different for um, everybody. The way that we process our feelings is going to likely be different because we are individuals, but you make provisions for how you are feeling. You make provisions to, again, set yourself up for success or failure, whether you realize it or not. So let's say that you don't push your meeting back and you go and you try to quotation mark push through, sis, and then you totally bomb the meeting and lose the contract that you were trying to get. Now your boss is upset with you. And maybe you did it because you were really emotional when if you would have just paused and taken an hour or 15 minutes or 20 or whatever you needed ahead of time, that may have helped to reset your mind so that you can show up as your best self. So we have to be mindful of the provisions that we're making, but we can only do that if we're being honest about how we're feeling. Before I continue this episode, we're going to just pause and take a quick break to have a word from our sponsor for this episode. Hey, girl, did you know that statistics show black women have a higher chance of developing high blood pressure and other subtle life threatening diseases? Not to mention the mental health diagnoses we don't talk about. 
As a licensed therapist, I talk to women both in and outside of my office about ways to take off the superwoman cape and be themselves. Being a black therapist, I know how culturally we're often pressured to set aside our own mental wellness to do what we have to do. Girl, I've been there and I've learned how to stop the cycle and now I teach other women to do the same thing inside of the Pink Emerald Collective. The Pink Emerald Collective is centered on three pieces, establishing our identity, providing you with practical strategies and solid connections with a squad. Take Shanetta, for example. She thought she didn't have the time or the money to invest in herself because she thought it meant taking up a lot of space in her schedule when she had a lot to do. She also thought it might mean spending a ton of money for something that would give her temporary or superficial results like a massage or a bubble bath. Now, don't get me wrong, sis. That stuff has its place, but it's not going to help you take off the cape and flourish in life. Shanetta was tired of putting herself on the back burner. She joined the Pink Emerald Collective and learned how to carve out time for herself, resting intentionally, making boundaries her bestie while loving on the people in her life. And she is now connected to a tribe of amazing women who value sisterhood just like her. Enrollment for the collective with the 14-day trial is now open. And when you join, you get access to our free bonus course, The Boss Babe Reset, a 30-minute bite-sized masterclass to help you reset your routines. So if you're tired of being put on the back burner and you're looking for a squad, go to thepinkemerald.com forward slash collective to join today and grab your freebie. The last thing that I want you to be mindful of when we're talking about wellness for anxiety and depression is to check your space, baby girl. Check your relationships, check your mental headspace, check your physical headspace. What is invading your headspace today? Are you having intrusive thoughts that keep repeating over and over in your mind? The thoughts that we tell ourselves matters. How we talk to ourselves matters. And I know that, you know, you might be thinking like, girl, what what the heck are you talking about? What I'm talking about is there are voices and I'm not talking about voices that will get you locked up, (laughs) but voices that replay over and over in our minds to govern our day. So whether that be, girl, you too fat, take that off. Or girl, you look good. Go work that suit, honey. Or you're not smart enough to make this presentation sound good. Or girl, you just killed that presentation. The voices and the thoughts that we think in our mind contribute positively or negatively to our overall wellness. We're talking about our mental wellness in this capacity, but also the people that we allow to be near us. They give us messages. They contribute to the thoughts that we think. They contribute to our mental headspace. What are the people around you saying to you? 
Are they contributing positively or negatively? And if they are contributing negatively, that's something to explore. How do you navigate that relationship after that? And the next thing we have to talk about is physical spaces. What is in your physical space? Are you comfortable in your physical space? Is your space set up for creativity and peace and comfort and encouragement? What are you looking at on the walls each day? If you guys follow me on my Instagram, you know I uploaded a video of the studio. And specifically, I wanted art that reminded me of who I am and what I'm doing. Just a girl building her empire. Count your blessings. Darling, you can change the world. All affirmations that I really need to be reminded of a lot of days. So those are the things that I chose to hang on the wall to look at. What are you looking at physically in your space every day? And what does it say to you? How does it empower you or how does it discourage you? Another reason to be mindful of your physical space is because when it comes to things like traumatic experiences and triggers, they are so subtle that sometimes we don't even notice. Let's say that something happened to you on a cold October day. And so every year in October, when the weather is similar to when it was when you went through that traumatic incident, you are in your feelings and you can't really identify why you're in your feelings that day because you're not really paying attention. You're not really aware. That's why it's important to know your triggers and again, to check your space Maybe there is a physical thing that reminds you of the place you were when you experienced the trauma. Check your space, clear your space, do what you have to do. I know that these were some non-traditional tips for wellness, but again, throughout this series of self-care, we're talking about overall wellness. We're talking about mental wellness, spiritual wellness, physical wellness, all facets of wellness, you as an entire human being. And that means that we also have to be really real about the experiences that we have on a day-to-day basis. And we got to be real about the fact that some of us have some undiagnosed issues that we need to go and get some support for. So, you know, you guys could always Google and look up the different bubble baths or um, the more milder versions of like self-care that are kind of typical and surface level. But I'm going to give you the in-depth stuff that you need to help you thrive in life. The stuff that is going to encourage you and take you to a whole new level of growth. The stuff that you can actually talk about with other people. It's time to talk about what I've been loving, product recommendations, shout outs to family and friends, and overall gratitude. Let's get into it. Okay, so this week I am just grateful for music, musicians, singing, 
It is one of my own personal coping skills. Um, if you followed me for any length of time, you guys know that I love to sing. <laughs> you may have heard me joke about my husband saying exactly how much I sing around the house. <laughs> and I was not aware of that um, until recently. But I just love music. I love the way that music can shift the entire dynamic of a room. And that is whether you are listening to, you know, Holy Spirit or prophetic instrumentals or Holy Spirit inspired music or, you know, secular music or some lo-fi chill, whatever the case is, music is bay this week. Um, if you have been listening to the Lovish podcast, um, I think it was episode six, I shared a playlist and I will continue to share playlists because that is one of the things that I just love to do. I love when other people share playlists because it's always nice to know what people are listening to. Um, but I also love to share them with you as well, because I believe that they can provide a source of peace and comfort on maybe a rough day. So if you check the show notes this week, there is going to be a playlist that I left for you. All right, love. In today's episode, we covered why it is important to know your triggers, how you must allow yourself to be human and go through with grace, and that you have to check your influences and then respond appropriately once you have checked your influences. As we're going through this wellness series, you guys know that I've been encouraging you to create your own wellness plans. If you're not sure where to start in creating your own wellness plan, I want to invite you to join us inside of the Pink Emerald Collective for this month's empowerment session. The session is going to take place on October 21st at 7.15 Central Standard Time. We're going to be helping you to craft your unique wellness plan. Now, there's a 14-day free trial for the collective when you sign up, and the link is going to be in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode today, share the love, boo. Send it to your friends. Send it to your auntie. Send it to your co-worker. Send it to grandmama and them, honey. And then if you have about 90 seconds, I would love it if you head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help the podcast to grow and they help us to open up the door for more authentic conversations. Well, baby girl, that is all I have for you this week. If I don't see you at next week's episode, then I will see you in the social media streets. Holla!